It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Shannon Bream. I'm Will Kane. I'm Dana Perino, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Friday, September 2nd, 2022. I'm John Saucier. This war has made heroes out of a number of people across Ukraine, and it's also shown us just how resilient a country can be when fighting for their freedom. One of those heroes is a 26-year-old member of Ukrainian parliament who is also out fighting among his countrymen trying to repel this Russian invasion. This for us is a fundamental political idea that my generation was born in Ukraine with Crimea and we will die in Ukraine with Crimea. We will not be forgetting no part of our country. This is the Fox News Rundown. War on Ukraine. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Janice Dean, Fox News Senior Meteorologist. Be sure to subscribe to the Janice Dean Podcast at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to spread the sunshine. You've probably heard the phrase before, freedom isn't free, but have you ever seen it in real life or examples of that? They're on full display every day in Ukraine as the country remains steadfast in its resolve to fight off Russia and show the world that Ukraine is, in fact, its own country. We have fought Russia in every front line. They've invaded our country in all directions, on sea, on air, and on land. Our guest today is the youngest member of Ukrainian parliament, 26-year-old Svyatoslav Yurash, who has been fighting against Russia, but also working in parliament. But uh, we have beat them back in the north of the country. We are beating them back in the east of the country, and we will beat them back in the south. Yeah, absolutely. And you are one of those people who are beating them back. I saw some pictures of you um, on Twitter with this Battle of Kiev. Can you talk to me about what it was like when Russia first invaded Ukraine and what exactly you did? Well, uh, war is chaos. So from the first days, obviously, there was many questions about uh, different systems in the country and how they will respond. But luckily and successfully, they responded with a great deal of clarity that we are going to fight back as the Russians. We are not going to take it lying down and we are going to defeat them in every way. Uh, for myself, uh, I have been mobilized since 13th of March. I have fought both uh, around Kiev and I have fought in the east. I Basically, it's about a week since I came back from my rotation in the east of the country in Donbass, where I was uh, basically fighting in trenches against the Russians. And the fact of the matter is that millions of my countrymen are engaged in this effort to destroy the Russians. I also launched a humanitarian effort, but it's a separate conversation. That's absolutely amazing. I mean, literal trench warfare and stuff. We're going back to like World War One here. What is it like out there on the battlefield? Indeed. How are the Ukrainian military performing against the Russian military in your assessment? I mean, you were right there in the fighting. What do you think about uh, how the Russian soldiers were doing? A great deal more is necessary. Russians uh, don't have as high quality equipment as what we are seeing from the West, but Russians have many more of it. And as far as the Western support, it was crucial, it is crucial, and will be crucial to defeat of the aggressor in Ukraine, but much more is needed to try and beat them back. The fact of the ground is that when you are there in the trenches and you are getting shelled by artillery, you, you just hear it and feel it that we have not as much to respond with to what the Russia they are striking us with. And their stuff is imprecise. It's uh, quite quite obsolete in many ways, but uh, still they have a lot of it stored in the Cold War to prepare a war against you guys. 
And the fact of the matter is that they're getting, they're using all those uh, storage facilities now and in Ukraine to try to beat us into the ground, but we aren't letting them. So what you're saying is they are using older weapons, but they have a large cache of those older weapons. The Ukrainian military has been fighting with a lot of military equipment provided by the United States. Do you think, sir, that America is giving Ukraine enough right now? Is there more we could do to support this war effort? Nothing is enough when you're fighting the biggest uh, country on earth that is determined to destroy you as a state. Uh, so the fact of the matter is that enough is not the word I would use in any sort of way. But the fact of the matter is that uh, the help has been increasing steadily. And luckily, it's not uh, United States of America only. It's the coalition of states brought together by the U.S. that essentially is building up both the pressure on Russia to try and cut it off from various sources of supplies that it has and also support Ukraine as it's fighting against the biggest country on earth. You are a key member of Volodymyr Zelensky's campaign for president of Ukraine, and now obviously you're a member of Ukrainian parliament. What is your assessment of how President Zelensky has done as a wartime leader in trying to save this country from this Russian invasion? He was very emblematic of uh, what our country was living through at that point. He was showing that our country will not run away, we will not give up. He, by his uh, point that he will not be leaving Kiev, that he will be staying there and fighting in the city is was fundamental to try and keep both government institutions running and to keep our determination to keep our country ours. So the fact is that uh, he showed that he has a spine that certainly a lot of world leaders need to grow in many different circumstances in history. But uh, we have that leader who stood up against the Russian threat and is uh, leading us into victory. Yeah, absolutely. He said earlier this week that Ukraine is committed to retaking all occupied Russian territories that they've taken in this war. He even mentioned Crimea as well, which obviously was taken all the way back in 2014. Are you on the same boat? Do you think that uh, the Ukrainian military is going to wind up retaking all of the currently occupied Russian territories there in Ukraine? Well, we know history. We know how history revolves in these matters and how abusers with national uh, situations and national law and uh, invaders of this blatant kind get punished uh, for this. And certainly uh, getting Russia out of our country is our goal, has been, uh, since when Russia invaded first in 2014. This for us is a fundamental political idea that my generation was born in Ukraine with Crimea and we will die in Ukraine with Crimea. We will not be forgetting no part of our country. Russia is big enough. What is your timeline of the future? How long do you think this war might go on? A lot of people out there thought this would be a very quick war, and it hasn't been. It has grinded to a slow and terrible war. How much longer do you think it will last? Mr. Putin is not beholden to elections. He's certainly rigging them every single time, but he's beholden to prestige. Dictators always are. And for him, uh, when he sacrificed so much in his efforts to destroy Ukraine, but has gotten so little... For him, uh, basically, it's something that he wants to commit everything to, uh, to have one kind of victory, one kind of, kind of victory. So as soon as Mr. Putin decides to leave our country at peace, this war ends. But he doesn't want to do that because he knows that his regime is going to end, end if that, that happens. And it shows facts on the ground that he is a giant in plain legacy. 
Got it. So as long as Putin stays in power, this war continues on, and his motivation is his own political Sadly. his own political power. Yeah, it really makes some sense. So with that being said, what do you envision as the future of Ukraine? I mean, you are a young member of parliament. You're also a member of the Ukrainian military. What do you see as the future of your country here if we do get by this war sometime? I look at millions of the countrymen who have taken up this fight in one way or the other. And these people aren't um, are going to stop at the battlefield. They are going to continue building this country to face that better future that all of our 40 million people nation uh, desires. So the fact of the matter is that these events are bringing us together in no time in history to try and build that country we dreamed about throughout our lives. And when we look on the facts on the ground that uh, when we see our past, we see events that were more, far more horrifying. What my great-grandfather survived in Stalingrad, how Ukraine was treated by the Soviet regime, how we were treated in the Second World War, both by the Germans and by the so-called liberators of the Soviet army, is very evident that we survived much worse and we survived this. We're speaking today with someone who's been front and center of this entire conflict. 26-year-old Sviatoslav Yurash, the youngest member of Ukrainian parliament and a private in the Ukrainian military's 133rd battalion who has seen intense fighting in Ukraine. We'll continue this conversation coming up after these words. We're speaking today with the youngest member of Ukrainian parliament, Sviatoslav Yurash, who is also a private in the 133rd Battalion. He was speaking earlier about some of his rotations out there to fight against the Russians in this war. Are you planning on going back out into the battlefield, sir? Absolutely. As I'm a private, I don't exactly have a choice in the matter, but uh, I was very really clear to my commanders that I volunteer to whatever happens next and whatever deployment happens next. Uh, certainly when you go through the experience of being a trench uh, for however long it takes and uh, you survive this, that and the other, you understand that uh, you, all of these people that you have lost along the way have died for something. And that something is Ukraine's independence, integrity and sovereignty. And we shall continue fighting for that in every way. And that brings us to my final question. Are you ready to lay down your life for this cause of keeping Ukraine free? From the first moment till the last moment, certainly. That, that's the point of mo- mo- getting mobilized, is that basically I had a choice in the parliament whether I want to get mobilized or not. I chose to get mobilized because, again, our nation is not a hollow word for us. It's something we, we are fighting and dying for every single day. And what can do then our nation, nation is free. It's just a reminder for all of us that freedom isn't free. It's paid for in blood. This is Vyatsalav Yurash, member of Ukrainian parliament. Sir, good luck to you, and thank you so much for joining us here on the Fox News Rundown War in Ukraine podcast. We appreciate your time, and stay safe. It was a pleasure. Thank you very much. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Hey, it's Clay Travis. Join me for Outkick the Show as we dive deep into a mix of topics. New episodes available Monday to Friday on your favorite podcast platform and watch directly on outkick.com forward slash watch.